I'm getting a lot of emails and I've seen a lot of postings, Tina, it's Tina T and staff on social media saying that all Don Cherry was doing on Saturday night was expressing his right to speech. Okay, let's get to the nitty gritty when it comes to the decision Sportsnet made yesterday to part ways with Mr. Cherry. Joining us on the line is the host of the Employment Law Show and our good friend, Lior Samfiru, who's in Vancouver. So it's an ungodly hour for you, Mr. Samfiru. It is that, but uh, with the time difference, just got here. I'm all out of whack, so it's all good. Oh, I appreciate it. By the way, you look smart uh, in your uh, in your robe at the Supreme Court of Canada. Congrats. Was that the first time before the Supreme Court? It was. It was the first time. It went well. I even managed to crack a, a joke with the court, which went over well. That was scary, but I got through it. Okay, I hope it wasn't a politically incorrect joke. No, I'm not being fired yet, so it's all good. All right, uh, Lior, if you can explain the difference between freedom of expression and employment law. Uh, That's a very good uh, place to start, and and I have heard people talk about this in terms of freedom of expression. So let's be clear. Freedom of expression, that concept does not apply here. And the reason for that is freedom of expression applies to government, and the idea that the government cannot restrict and stifle someone's lawful speech. So the government can't tell you how to express your views and can't prevent you from doing that so long as as what you're doing is legal. It does not apply in private life, and it does not apply to private corporations. So if you're working and your your employer can tell you what to say, what not to say, and and, and what is appropriate based on their policies. So in this case, uh, Sportsnet slash, slash Rogers does have the ability to tell its talent, in this case, Mr. Cherry, what it can, what he can say, and what's not acceptable on their platform, and you know, whereas if this was, uh, you know, the government trying to restrict someone's speech, that would be a charter violation. Does not apply here, and that Sportsnet definitely is legally correct in telling its talent what they can say and what not. I think a lot of citizens don't understand that's what the charter's there for. It's uh, government. It's not anything in private life. That, that is right, and, and I, I hear that often. You, sometimes employees call me and say, well, you know, I, I, here's what happened at work. Well, isn't that a charge violation? No, it, unfortunately, it's not, unless you work for the government. In some situations, that could be a charge violation. It's not, and those rights that we know, freedom of expression, freedom of religion, etc., those do not apply in private life. All right. Now, in Mr. Cherry's case, I'm sure there's probably a contract involved. And it's between him and Sportsnet when it comes to any compensation, if due. But for a salaried employee to have been uh, told yesterday that you're no longer, your services are no longer required, is that for cause? So this is a very interesting question. And, you know, I've seen some commentary. And for the most part, the commentary, and I tend to agree with, uh, says that, you know, what Mr. Cherry did is completely unacceptable. It's something that puts his employer in a very negative light. It's going to impact their, the, the viewers of, of uh, Rogers, perhaps sponsors. And given that, they had cause to let Mr. Cherry go. You should have known better when he's put on a public platform, he has to represent his employer's brand. And normally I would tell you, uh, Mike, that is cause, which means he can be let go without compensation. But I thought about it more, and I actually don't think that's the case. And that's because we're talking about Mr. Don Cherry. Don Cherry is a person who's put on the air for the purpose of being controversial, for the purpose of being politically incorrect. And he has a long history of of saying things and and doing things that may not be considered uh, appropriate by many, and that's what Rogers wants. So I say that over the years, by allowing Mr. Cherry 
if you say certain things, they've condoned his behavior. They've done it for, for their own reasons. So it's much more difficult for now to say, well, now you stepped over the line. He may have, but it is difficult to, to draw that line where over the years they've condoned that behavior. So if we look at all that together, I actually feel that in this particular situation, uh, Sportsnet did not have the right to let him go for cause. They absolutely had the right to let him go without cause, and I think they had no choice but to let him go without cause. But given what I said about condoning his behavior, I think they would owe him compensation despite the fact that what he did, uh, Mike, was wrong. Lior, when you talk about condoning the behavior, does that mean someone could go after Sportsnet and possibly launch some kind of lawsuit? Yes, that's exactly what it is. And and let's start with the idea that terminating someone for cause is always a high bar. It's always a high standard. Sportsnet would have to show that whatever uh, Mr. Cherry did made it impossible to continue employing him. And part of the, uh, the analysis is the fact that, wait a second, I believe that I could say these things because I've said certain things before. Therefore, it was inappropriate to let me go for cause. So, yes, Mr. Cherry absolutely could, in my view, pursue legal action if he wants to from Rogers. But I actually don't think he will. And the reason I don't think he will is I think that uh, Rogers slash Sportsman knows what I just said. And they're probably going to work things out with him in a way that most of us are not going to know about. They're going to arrange for payment terms. It probably won't require legal action, but could he? Absolutely. Uh, Lior, in a, in, a, in a general situation in a workplace, when you've stepped over the line, as you pointed out, Cherry's been doing for about 30 years, what is the usual procedure? Is there a form that is signed between the two parties, management and employees, saying, all right, it's happened once. If it happens again, that's cause. Is, does that protect an employer? So most employers have policies about behavior, about conduct, but those policies ultimately are meaningless if they're not consistently enforced. So if you have a policy that says, here's the acceptable behavior, here's what's not acceptable. If someone crosses over the line into the unacceptable, yes, the employer has to let them know that what they've done is wrong. So a warning uh, is appropriate, and an employer is expected to engage in what we call progressive discipline. In other words, First offense, you get a, a, a punishment. Then the second time, it gets worse. The third time, it gets even worse. And then we may be in a position to let you go for cause. It, it's not appropriate usually to jump steps in the queue unless what the employee did was exceptionally bad. So, yes, you need to enforce your policies by disciplining the employee, by sending the message that the behavior is unacceptable, and by telling them what's going to happen if they continue to behave in that way. Lior, does this, uh, an incident like this, would this prompt Sportsnet, his employer or his former employer, to actually go through, um, you know, their, their code of conduct, I guess, with, with the rest of staff just saying, hey, by the way, we've got these rules in place? Absolutely. And, and you know, policy needs to be enforced, but it also needs to be properly communicated to employees. They need to know what the expectations are, what it means, and, and what's considered crossing the line. So, yes, training like that. And I tell employers all the time, you want to train your employees on your policies and make that a consistent thing so people know, so people remember. Uh, you know, if your policy is just sitting in the drawer of your HR office, it does you no good. So I think it is a good opportunity to remind talent, on-air talent and off-air talent at the Sportsnet, that we have these policies. Here's what they mean. Here's why they're important. And here's what happens if you breach them.
Last question, Laura. I promise you can get some sleep. Um, I, I, I would guess that Cherry and Sportsnet had a contract, and the terms of separation might be in that contract, maybe not. In a statutory case, what are the what's the compensation for an 85-year-old man who <laughs> loses his job? So Mr. Cherry is 85 years old. He's been uh, uh, doing this job for several decades. So if his contract does not speak to what he's owed here, and by the way, what he may be owed is actually – the balance of his contract, uh, whether it's a year, two years, three years paid. But if the contract doesn't specify that, someone like him would be looking at a minimum of two years pay. And there's there's cases where people get more than two years. Those are rare, but he is one of those categories. Given his age and the length of his employment, he could be looking as much as three years pay. Lior, thank you for the time. I know it's early out on the West Coast. Again, congratulations uh, addressing the Supreme Court of Canada last week. Maybe one day you'll be on the bench. Uh, I, I wouldn't count on it. I like my job too much. <laughs> I laughs it off. <laughs> Take care of yourself, Lior. All the best. Bye-bye. Oh, all right. Lior Sanfiru, uh, he, of course, is the host of the Employment Law Show Monday nights and Wednesday nights. I think it's 7 o'clock uh, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.